0: Three, two, two one, one. pollen. Oh, okay. I was going to say pig, which would have been cool because we would have both said P words, but then I closed my eyes and there was a square. So I said square.
1: Ah, uh, see, I closed my eyes and then opened them, and the first thing I saw was all the yellow tips on the pine trees out there.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Hi there. there. Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Hey, Allie. Hey, Julia. I had a thought the other day. Uh huh. I was thinking that Dunkin' Donuts should start selling treadmills. That way, America really could run on Dunkin'. <laughs> I'd buy it. I'd be
1: there. <laughs> God, a treadmill is just like bright orange. Oh, and
0: neon pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. What are
1: you doing? I'm not exercising. I'm running on Dunkin'.
0: I'm gonna do that from now on. I'm gonna drink a cold brew and then run. <laughs> like well, I'm yeah, on Duncan. Great idea. <laughs> huh. Oh. Finally, have a rival for our Starbucks episode, and naturally, we're gonna go straight to Dunkin'. Yeah, whoop, whoop whoop whoop, which I don't really have a preference between the two. Now, given when we did this with Starbucks, I said that I heavily preferred Dunkin'. Mm-hmm. But when we recorded it, I um, it was winter, and one of my favorite drinks that comes from Dunkin' is their pumpkin coffee
1: mm-hmm. because
0: it's actually pumpkin so honestly i like i like both but i learned a lot of cool stuff and i can't wait to share it with you but before we get too far into it how you brewing
1: i am brewing pretty good i am uh full fledged summer vibing we're literally recording this on may 15th so it's not even summer yet but i have committed (laughs) to the fact that it's summer like we did a family dinner yesterday we had kebabs with grilled chicken Ooh. and zucchini and onion and pepper we had um what else did we have oh we had cheesy potatoes those were really good but not particularly summery but then for dessert we had uh <laughs> banana pudding from sugar oh. moss because i get all the goods for free
0: <laughs> oh man i love banana pudding
1: april made um homemade shortbread cookies and put little imprints that said, I love you and put them across the top. And she had like her nice thick cookie layer on the bottom and lots of bananas and lots of like, the homemade, like custardy good pudding. She made her own um, stabilized whipped cream too. So like it held up and everything. It was so good.
0: Ooh. So, so good.
1: So I'm just vibing good- for summer.
0: Good banana pudding slaps harder than anything. I swear.
1: I heavily considered eating the whole pan.
0: I ate, Probably a, a serving that's about a circle
1: with, I don't know, four to five inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. And it was about three inches tall. It was just like a a heaping helping
0: yes. of banana pudding.
1: It was delicious.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> how are you brewing?
0: I'm brewing okay. Uh, we got some, some big things going. Mm-hmm. Um, so... One of our associates recently left, Uh and that means that they had to post a a job posting to fill her position. So I talked to my boss, and I was like, hey, I noticed that you posted a job for her leaving. Um, I was wondering if y'all would consider me for this position. Because at the moment, I'm the only assistant in the lab, Mm -hmm. and everyone else is associates, and I've been there like eight months. Right. So it's, it's kind of time, you know? Uh-huh. So she said, well, we'll wait until uh, the other supervisor comes back, because he's been sick. Huh. Uh, she said, uh, we'll wait until he comes back, and then we'll talk about it. I was like, okay, that sounds good. So, two days pass, and he comes back on Friday, and she was, uh, the, the lab was extremely empty that day. Everyone was like, yeah, I'm not coming in. So it was like me and like two other assist or two other associates, one Mm -hmm. left halfway through the day. The other one stayed, but wasn't in the lab. So it was like, just me doing my work. Right. And he comes in, he was like, Hey, I heard, uh, uh, she told me about you wanting this position. Honestly, I I think it's probably time. Uh, I think it should be a pretty easy conversation. I was like, Oh, awesome. Great. Mm -hmm. So I might have a promotion coming my way. Yay. Yay.
1: Preemptive so, congratulations. Thank you.
0: We'll see. By the time this episode comes back or comes out, maybe uh, maybe I'll have another update. Yeah. Also, um, as of this week, we uh, this week being May uh, 13th, the week of that week, mm-hmm. um, we have officially booked our wedding. Yay! Woo-woo, woo-woo. We had to make a sizable down payment but it's ours. Yay! <laughs> Which is exciting. I can confidently say that Mike and I are going to be getting married April 13th, 2024. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It feels real and not real and it's it's like I'm making it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know when it's going to actually feel real. I I don't know. I'm just I'm excited.
1: I don't think it's gonna feel real until about three months into your marriage.
0: Probably. It's funny because I already feel like he's been my husband forever, Uh but I mean, he and I are literally attached at the hip. I, it doesn't. Nothing's changed since Mm. we started dating, except (laughs) we're a lot more comfortable around each other. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, but I'm I'm really excited. That's that's so exciting. Shout out to my parents. Uh, whoop, whoop. thanks guys couldn't choose that venue without you guys <laughs> mm-hmm. thanks very grateful i'm so excited i was I a little know. worried that
1: you weren't going to be able to get the date that you wanted and then you were like we got it and i'm like oh, yes
0: yeah i was too i was like guys there's a there's a wedding on either side of this date can we um can we move on this quickly please mm-hmm. i was so nervous so i have a quick choir question for you okay <laughs> do you prefer duncan or starbucks
1: for what preference (laughs) well i mean so like i like dunkin donuts coffee better okay starbucks has more uncaffeinated and decaf options that i enjoy
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so like it depends although starbucks also has a really good matcha latte that i've been getting because it's tasty but -hmm. then that made me really angry so we're going back to no caffeine Whoops. (laughs)
0: Whoops. <laughs> it's like,
1: I get the good caffeine. I get I get through the energy. And as soon as it wears off, I just hate the world. So
0: my gosh,
1: yeah, that was, that no was wonder, the Costco day.
0: <laughs> no wonder I'm always so happy. I'm just always caffeinated. Oh, there is hey. no low.
1: <laughs> well, see, I need the sleep and I can't sleep with the caffeine. So.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I, I run at 110% all day. Mm-hmm. So when it's time for bed, I'm done. That's it. Yep. It's the only time I'll get grouchy is when I'm tired. <laughs> see,
1: I can run at 100% all day and then it kicks up to 120% because I feel the need to make the most of my relaxing time and then I just will never sleep and then I regret it and then I progressively get grumpier and grumpier. That's fair. Yeah. No, so anyway, I, that's I, my answer.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I conk out pretty hard, but I could see how your preference would be influenced.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So I get Starbucks more, but I really, really like Dunkin' Coffee.
0: That's fair. Yeah.
1: Which one do you prefer?
0: Well, so there is a Starbucks in walking distance from my place right now. Uh Uh-huh. And there's a Dunkin' about 20 minutes away. (laughs) So by proximity, I choose Starbucks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... When I lived in Myrtle, there was two Duncans that were much closer than any Starbucks. So yeah. I would go to Dunkin' more often than I would to Starbucks.
1: Well, Starbucks was like less than half a mile up the road. Where it's I just a pain that? to get out of. It's on the side of 501.
0: Oh, where, um, where Chick-fil-A is? Yeah. Yeah, I never made it that far up the road.
1: That's the one that I went to when we did our Starbucks episode.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: There's also one in Kroger.
0: Oh, that's right. I never think to go into the stores because there's, oh my God, there's a, uh, there's a Starbucks in Harris Teeter, which is right across from us too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You have two of them right over there.
0: Yeah. We have two Starbucks within walking distance. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Three. Nope. Two. If you go up a few lights, there's Uh also two Starbucks within walking distance. There's one in. The other Harris Teeter, and then there's one in, well, not an actual Starbucks, but there's one in Barnes and Noble. Ah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which are side by side.
1: <laughs> yep. They're they, they everywhere.
0: So I have, a, I have access to a lot more Starbucks than I do Dunkin' here. Yeah. Before I can get to Dunkin', I've passed four Starbucks.
1: I, let's see, there are, there's two Dunkins within a short driving distance of me. And then the Starbucks that I use when I go to work is right across from a Dunkin'. So, like, I could use either of them, but I usually go to Starbucks because also I need to, like, work on podcast notes.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, so, well, I'm going to say that I don't really have a preference. It's whatever's closest, and I just really like coffee. That's fair. (laughs) So, are you ready to dive into... The wonderful land of Duncan.
1: Absolutely.
0: Wonderful, because I have not a ton of information, but some pretty cool stories. Cool. So one of the main things I want to talk about is how Duncan got started. So we're going to kind of dive right into the history of it. Okay. Because that's going to kind of set up the rest of the perspective for the business.
1: Right. I also (laughs) am just realizing I have no idea how old Dunkin' Donuts is.
0: Well, would you like to give a guess?
1: Uh, I'm going to say the 1990s because they feel relatively young.
0: They are relatively young compared to some other brands, but not quite that young. Okay. All right. So we're going to start by talking about its founder, Uh Mr. William Rosenberg. Oh. So he was born in 1916. He was raised in Dorchester, Massachusetts, which is a neighborhood of Boston. Okay. He actually dropped out of eighth grade because his family lost their business during the Great Depression. yeah. But he apparently didn't need the formal education because he had the brain of an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So he was very much a go-getter. Okay. So during this time, he ended up getting... Well... Running his own business, and mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't Duncan yet.
1: <laughs> okay, was it coffee related?
0: Not even a little. Mm. He actually used to transport blocks of ice from New to a New Hampshire racetrack, and he would sell ice chips for ten cents each, uh, oh. and that would bring home about one hundred and seventy-one dollars a day. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I barely bring one hundred and seventy-one dollars a day. Yeah. Hold on, I don't know. See. I don't know if I do bring $171 a day.
1: That's 1,700 ice chips.
0: <laughs> <That's> so much. <laughs> I bring $174 a day. So he was making roughly $21 an hour. Wow. Yeah. In today's money. Yeah. In today's money. We're not going to talk about inflation yet. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
0: So. After that, he bounced around uh, between a couple of different jobs, including a telegram delivery boy for Western Union. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: when when uh Ryan and I were on a road trip, my brother Ryan and yeah. I were on a road trip, I put that song on and I was like, OK, this isn't what you usually listen to, but I need you to listen to it because it's based on telegraphs. And he's like. Oh, Okay, or telegrams, whichever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Okay." And then we listened. And then we got to the course. And he was like, "Oh, I get it now." It's like, "Yeah." <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's such a sad song, though. <laughs> but it's so good, anyways. Y'all, listen to Western Union. Uh, it, it's a really good song, anyways. Yes. Um. So he was a telegram delivery boy at the age of fourteen. No. Oh. And he was driving an ice cream truck at the age of seventeen. And from there, he worked up to management at the age of 20. Nice. So he did pretty well for an eighth grade dropout. Yeah. So jump forward to World War II. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rosenberg worked at Quincy Shipyards, and he realized that there weren't a lot of options for food for the workers there. Here's where we start getting the idea for Duncan. Okay. So after the war, he borrowed about $1,000 and $1,500 in war bonds and started industrial luncheon services, which served sandwiches, coffee, donuts, and snacks out of a telephone company truck. Ah! So I want you to think, what does that sound like?
1: Uh, An ice cream truck, but with Dunkin' Donuts?
0: More specifically, with food. A food truck it's a food truck yeah so i was like oh my gosh i wonder if this is like one of the very first food trucks did he also invent food trucks the birth the of the food truck the answer is no
1: oh okay but
0: mm-hmm. they're only 10 years apart oh so um his industrial luncheon services was founded in 1946 mm-hmm. however in 1936 the first food truck was uh, on the market. Ooh. And it's a brand we know and love today. Is
1: it Oscar Mayer?
0: It is. It's the Wienermobile. Yeah! I thought it might be the Wienermobile. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Yeah, it was you, Oscar Mayer and their Wienermobile. Mm-hmm. Still just kicking around. Yeah. So mm-hmm. 10 years after the Wienermobile was industrial luncheon services. <laughs> just as catchy. Obviously. My sandwich has the first name. It's D-U-I-K-I-N. <laughs> it's it's Dun K-I-N. <laughs> I'm also just picturing
1: somebody that's like, you know, out in the shipyard. There's smoke and ash everywhere. It's everything's just gray. It's like middle of World War II, right at the end, everything mm-hmm. afterwards. And he's like, you know what these guys need? Some iced coffee. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's exactly how Duncan was born. That's exactly what it is. I threw my coaster on the ground for that joke.
1: Perfect. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay, so by 1948, which is two years after he opened his food truck, Uh he noticed a trend that most of his sales were coming from coffee and donuts. Mm -hmm. So he decided it was time to open a restaurant in Quincy, Massachusetts. And now we have the birth of Duncan. Whoop, whoop. Okay, well not exactly.
1: Oh, okay, never mind. He
0: actually opened a restaurant called Open Kettle. Oh, that's cute. And they, they sold coffee for ten cents and donuts for five cents.
1: Can we open another restaurant called Open Kettle? Do you think they'll notice? Because I I honestly just like the idea of something called Open Kettle and it's like cracker barrel vibes, you know?
0: Ooh.
1: Like very country southern.
0: That would work. Uh Uh-huh. Let's revisit that. (laughs)
1: Okay. We'll attach it to the Busy Bean.
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh, His restaurant became an instant success and grossed over $5,000 a week. Oh. Yeah. Can I make $5,000? And and he was selling only coffee and donuts for Mm. 5 and 10 cents. The most you could do for one whole meal was 15 cents, and they were grossing $5,000 a week.
1: Excuse you, my solid meal is five donuts and a cup of coffee.
0: <laughs> How dare you? My bad. <laughs> so, all of this was in 1948. Yeah. And I wanted to see what those prices would look like if they matched today's prices. Okay. So, um, a donut by those prices. Uh, oh, I did look up the rate of inflation between 1948 and 2022. Okay. So, if you converted that with inflation, a coffee would cost a dollar 20 today. Uh-huh. And a donut would cost 60 cents. Okay. So, I went backwards. Yeah. I said, "Okay, what are today's prices?" Uh-huh. So, I went to Grubhub. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was at Barnes and Noble when I was doing this, so I went uh-huh. to Grubhub. So these, uh, these uh, dollar amounts are rough. You know, right. they're about what they would cost. So a one small regular coffee before delivery taxes fees mm-hmm. was two seventy three. Okay, and a glazed donut, one glazed donut
1: uh-huh. is a
0: dollar eighty six. Huh. So if you paid these prices in 1948 would you like to know what those what the cost of the donut and coffee would be in today's money based on inflation
1: oh boy a
0: lot would you like to take a guess um <laughs> and you have a reference yeah. on what they were with you know just 5 and 10 cents you yeah. can do the math
1: so you're looking for the amount that it would have been in 1948 if, based on today's prices
0: it no if they paid that in 1948 oh like if they what... paid
1: two bucks yeah oh uh hold on okay it's
0: gonna give you a really good idea of how so like seeing 60 cents and a dollar 20 isn't really that dramatic when you look at it
1: uh-huh. i mean
0: it's it's still a lot compared to five and ten cents but i think once you see these numbers you're gonna be like oh i understand now
1: <laughs> so would that mean like a coffee would come out to like 14 bucks or something like that
0: Something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So.
1: What was what? 12 times? 12 times one? Oh, no. Hold on. I was using the wrong numbers. The (laughs) coffee was 273. Yeah. (laughs) Times 12 is like 20. I'm going to say 30 bucks for a cup of coffee.
0: You're coming into the right range now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the inflation rate is 1,099%. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Over 1000%. A, a donut would cost 32.75. Worth it. A, and a coffee would cost 22.31. Oof. So, that is how much inflation has changed our prices. Oh. If you took today's prices and put them in perspective with their prices, right. Oh my gosh. It's too much. Literally the most expensive coffee and donut I've ever had. That's insane. Yeah, it'd be like,
1: you could go to Outback for that much money.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if we were to travel back to mm-hmm. 1948 and we said, "Yeah, I pay a dollar uh, two seventy three for a coffee," they would look at us like it was costing twenty two dollars. Yeah, that's th- well, that's insane. They'd be like, "Why are you paying that much?" <laughs> it's that's what, like, what I have to pay to get the coffee. That's like a month's wage for them. Mm-hmm. So Ugh. that's that's a lot. Yeah. Anyways, back to the birth of Duncan. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now on our economic standpoints. Yes. <laughs> so. The open kettle didn't actually last very long. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean, they only changed the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boom. Bam. Duncan. <laughs> Business was booming. So, in 1950, just two short years later, they changed the name to Dunkin' Donuts. Nice. So, now we officially have Dunkin' Donuts. Uh Uh-huh. So, he ended up opening several locations at the same time. One in Somerville, uh, not the Somerville, South Carolina. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, This is all in the Massachusetts location. Okay. Uh, Somerville, Natick, Sargus, and Shrewsbury
1: shrewsbury
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, and at all of these locations uh, customers could watch the bakers make donuts oh. kind of like Krispy Kreme style I was going to say do you know when Krispy Kreme started? no but that's going to be a later episode Shh. Okay, okay. We'll I was just
1: curious to, to know who, who made the donuts in front of people first
0: that's a good question I can we'll look find it up now later. and answer
1: nah. come <laughs> okay. back later
0: join us next time on Krispy <laughs> Kreme anyways mm. <laughs> so in 1955 he decided to franchise the business at this point franchises were still really iffy Um, right people didn't really trust them um but they ended up forming i can't remember what it's called they him forming this franchise actually made a longer impact on the country than opening duncan itself did um, because he shaped the way for, for uh, franchising businesses. That makes sense. Yeah. He helped lay out the groundwork to properly do it. Right. So he was inspired by Howard Johnson, who uh, had a chain of ice cream stores. Uh, the first franchise restaurant was opened in Dedham, Mass, uh, with 52 varieties of donuts. <laughs> Can you name them? Yeah. <laughs> yes uh january week one january week two (laughs) january week three (laughs) there's one for every week of the year (laughs) perfect i was literally just gonna go through them
1: (laughs) (laughs) all the way (laughs) july week three july week four so
0: in 1963 they ended up opening over a hundred different stores so they've grown a lot in the 10 years between then.
1: Yeah. And uh, considering you're also establishing what a franchise even means,
0: that's really good. Yeah. A lot's happening right now. Somewhere between 1965 and 1970, they opened their first global location. Mm. Uh, there wasn't a solid answer, but I ended up finding out what country it is, I think. Would you okay. like to guess what it is? Canada. No. No. Oh, the UK. No. All right. Those are my main guesses. (laughs) They went hardcore all the way to Japan. Oh, all right. Yeah. That was the only answer I could find. I looked up where the first uh, international Duncan was, and the only answer I could find was Japan. I didn't see anything else about it.
1: You know, given the timing, that's not super surprising because Japan was having a whole overhaul.
0: That's true. Culturally. Yeah. Yeah. If you need more uh, information about that, try watching uh, History of Japan by Bill Wirtz. Check that out. He does a very good job, and it has all these dramatic retellings. Uh Sunshine land. (laughs) Sunshine land. Sunshine land. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Anyway. By 1979, there were more than 1,000 locations. Ooh. And... Would you like to take a guess on how many there are today?
1: More than that. Yes. I'm going to say 4,200.
0: More. 42,000. More. Oh, wait, no less. Uh, Sorry, I didn't. (laughs) 14,200. That was much closer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There are more than 12,000 locations. Oh, wow. 3,200 of which are international. That's impressive. So that's what? A third of them? Yeah. Yeah, just about. A third of them are in other countries. 46 uh-huh. to be precise. Ah! <laughs> so I'd like to jump backwards a little bit. Okay. Um, jumping back to 1963, Rosenberg's son, Robert Rosenberg, took over the management of the chain. Okay. So the original uh, William or Bill, I've seen it both. Um, right, I, I'm going to keep referring to him as William, Billy, but the the former, right? Uh, stepped down in 1963 and handed it over to his son Robert. Okay, Robert took the chain. He was a Harvard grad and started leading the business at 25. Woo. I could not imagine running a whole franchise right now. Right.
1: Well, now this you'd have a lot of coffee to do it.
0: Ooh. i can do it (laughs) you can do it it's totally doable so this dude made huge improvements on the company right honestly i think he is solely responsible for modernizing it Hmm. so during his time he led from 1963 until 1999 Mm -hmm. during this time he streamlined the menu he moved to paper and styrofoam cups I don't know what they were using before that. Probably glass. Probably. Glass or ceramics. Right. He made it so that they could be to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He introduced bagels, muffins, munchkins in 1972, croissants, breakfast sandwiches in 1997, Mm. Uh culottes, and other beverages. I love the culottes. Well, I love the (laughs) culottes
1: when they were frozen coffees. Mm-hmm. And then they separated them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In 2006, they officially created the slogan, America Runs on Dunkin', which is why I chose today uh, Dunkin' for today's episode. Happy 4th of July. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> What's more American than Dunkin'?
1: <laughs> nothing. Nothing ain't more American than Dunkin' Donuts. Slash just Dunkin'. Happy Independence Day, America. Otherwise... <laughs> happy sunday to the rest of the world (laughs) i'm proud to live in an independent country that is dependent on duncan
0: heck yeah (laughs) (laughs) and in 2012 he came out with the mobile app (laughs) oh good well no he didn't but uh in 2012 they came up because he retired in 1999 oh yeah yeah you don't know maybe he came back just for the mobile app it's possible Let's see. Current CEO for Dunkin' Donuts is David Hoffman. All right. Thank you, David Hoffman. They say that the number of locations as of 2019 is 12,871. Huh. Um, And then Nigel Travis is the executive chairman, and David Mann is the CLO. 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 Anyways, move. (laughs) Just to put into perspective, at some point, he had to retire, too. Yeah. Man, since Duncan's opened, two of its CEOs have retired successfully. To be fair, Robert ran it for 36 years. Mm-hmm. That's a
1: long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you start young, work hard, and you're a Harvard grad, I think you're going to do fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he also helped... Uh, rebrand the company when he was CEO Uh he brought in tables instead of counters with stools and he started opening in non-traditional locations I think that means like airports and like the mall something like that
1: (laughs) attached to a food line yeah
0: (laughs) they didn't actually say so I'm just gonna go with that did you know that they changed the name in 2018 Yes, that's why earlier I
1: said Dunkin' Donuts, actually just Dunkin', because I remember them changing it, and we were like, why?
0: (laughs) I didn't realize that they really changed it. It was pretty subtle. I mean, they just got rid of the donuts. Yeah. But the reason they did it is because they were incorporated, and now they are Dunkin' Brand. Ah, okay. And they now sell their coffee in stores.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So they changed
1: it to Dunkin'. I'm scraping off the sticker on my cup (laughs) so that you can see Duncan. Oh, yeah. It says Duncan. Actually, it says Dinkin. Dinkin? (laughs) D-N-K-N apostrophe. Dinkin. Huh.
0: Interesting. I never noticed that. Yep. But they introduced their coffee to stores in 2019, and they decided to keep the colors pink and orange. They could have changed it.
1: Nah, when they nah, rebranded,
0: nah. they kept the colors pink and orange, which were established in 1973. It's it's a solid brand choice. Mm-hmm. They've made the choice and now
1: they must keep it.
0: Yeah. And they are currently in the pro- process of still modernizing. So they're still making a bunch of changes. And yeah. I think they're going to be on Starbucks level probably within the next five years. I could see it. I mean, they're already doing really well, but I think they're going to be changing coffee culture and make it a real competition. Mm -hmm. And they have such a huge grasp on the northern states that there's a good chance they're going to be there well before Starbucks will be. Right. So we'll just have to see how that plays out. Yep. It's a race. (laughs) (laughs) So I do have some unfortunate news. Okay. William Rosenberg died in 2002. Oh, he had colon cancer. He died at the age of 86.
1: I was gonna say he was old though.
0: Yeah. He lived a full life. Yeah. However, I did find something very cool. Okay. I found Robert Rosenberg on LinkedIn. (laughs) Did you add him? I'm thinking about it. Oh, hold on. But I took his bio and I was gonna read you a little bit of it. Yes, please. (laughs) So from the, from the mouth of Robert Rosenberg, uh-huh. I was CEO of Dunkin' Donuts for 35 years, leading my team to build the great brand from 10 million sales in 1963 to over 2 billion and 3,000 outlet by the time I retired in 1998. So he says he retired in 1998. Internet says 1999. Whatever. Right. <laughs> During my years as CEO of Dunkin' Donuts, I also served as the 10th chairman of the Board of International Franchise Association, which is uh, the, the the franchising. Yep. I knew I put it somewhere. I just didn't know where. <laughs> as well as a member of the Board of Directors of the National Restaurant Association for 12 years. Oh. He misspelled association. <laughs> <laughs> I copy and pasted that. <laughs> well, listen, he's wor- he's been working hard. Give him a break. Fair, fair. I retired from the board from the board to become a director emeritus and honorary member of the board of Na- of the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. Oh, okay. upon retirement from Dunkin Donuts, I became an adjunct professor in the entrepreneurial program in the graduate school at Babson College. <laughs> okay. I also served on the board of trustees at that college for 12 years. I was honored to be elected into their Distinguished Academy for, on, of Entrepreneurs. Oh. I currently serve on the board of Sonic Corporation in Oklahoma City, where I serve as Compensation Committee Chairman and American Driveline, the parent company of Amico Total Car Care. <laughs>
1: How? Okay. and Cotman
0: transmission look entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs how did Sonic get involved in this I don't know <laughs> they don't even have coffee do they I, no Okay. It's I don't know if it's, I, I'm very confused um, I recently retired from the board of directors of Domino's Pizza <laughs> where I served 12 years what has this dude been, been doing I feel like he filled out a Mad Libs and made it his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> Baby. I served for 12 years as member of the audit committee and chairman of compensation committee. There's a lot of C's in this sentence. <laughs> My okay. business memoir, Around the Corner to Around the World, was published by HarperCollins Leadership in October 2020. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and that's his bio on LinkedIn. I like that title, From
1: Around the Corner to Around the World. That is, that's a really it's good clever. title.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's I have a- one more fun fact for you about okay. Duncan. So Duncan and Baskin-Robbins are found together because Duncan Brands, Inc. <laughs> uh-huh. Inc. Now owns Bask- Baskin-Robbins. Ah. And specifically for Duncan, there are over 1,000 menu items. Oh, wow. That's a lot. I assume that's also some international items. Right. But that's a lot. I wonder how they count, like,
1: customization stuff. I don't know. Maybe. Still, it's a
0: lot. Yeah, that's that's a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. So that is all of the information I have on Duncan.
1: Nice. It's a lot. Of, I didn't know that much about Duncan before. I just knew that they, like, pink and orange and existed.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like Duncan just kind of showed up. Took the ground running and we just assumed it's always been there. Yeah. it It's like been there and hasn't been there and it just exists naturally.
1: You know that part in the Lego movie where they're on the little boat and they jump off into the water and they go whoop. That's how I picture Duncan.
0: <laughs> I hate to say it, but I've never seen the Lego movie.
1: You would absolutely love it. We should watch it sometime. People
0: tell me that. They also say that I re- would really like Trolls. I haven't seen Trolls. I can't Apparently, I would really like it.
1: We okay. Next time we're together, can we watch the Lego Movie? I have it on DVD. Yeah, it's so good.
0: I'm pretty sure the only thing I like Will Ferrell in is the Lego Movie.
1: Yeah, probably. He's not a major part of the movie, and he no, does he not just... do Will Ferrell comedy. Re- well, he does some of it.
0: That's uh, why nope, I don't I take like. Take that him. all back.
1: Never mind. <laughs> he is in the movie. He's important in the movie. I forgot. Isn't he, he the
0: dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know a little bit.
1: Chris Pratt is the main character, though.
0: Pratt? Crisp- rat crisp rat i love crisp rat Uh (laughs) me too (laughs) so our recipe of the day similarly to the starbucks episode where we had our favorite baristas make us their drink we did the same thing with duncan because i mean i think that's fair Mm -hmm. hold them to the same standards yeah (laughs) duncan got the same questions as starbucks nothing has changed (laughs) So for my specific barista, um, his name was James. He mm-hmm. has been there just a little over a year. Um, he does, in fact, like working there. So I guess since he stayed there for so long, he enjoys it. And he is a very plain boy. We have a plain cold brew. That's nothing. It. Nothing in it. Nothing. Just cold brew. Oh, boy. So I have a shot of creamer that I'm not going to take as a shot of creamer. I'm just going to pour it into my cold brew probably. We'll mm-hmm. see how it tastes by itself. Maybe Dunkin' cold brew is really good.
1: Yeah. Um, You'll be proud of me. Uh-huh. I brought my cup of water with a straw in case I got tempted to try this on the way home.
0: Ooh, like so last time? Not. Yeah. So I haven't <laughs>
1: tried it this time. Yay! Um, so my barista, her name was Jasmere, but she said she also just goes by Jazz. Uh-huh. And she has also been there a little bit over a year. And she said that she does indeed like working there. That's good. She went, it was just a very chill, like, yeah, I like working here. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, I think, though, she might be another one of my soulmates because I just, <laughs> I said, hey, um... I have a weird request. I was the only one in there and I was like, "Um, I'm recording a podcast today and we decided that we are going to try whatever your favorite drink is. And she was like, okay. And then she went, wait, my favorite drink? And I was like, yeah, your favorite drink. So I went, whatever your favorite drink is. She's like, okay, well, I really like the strawberry dragon fruit refresher, but instead of making it with lemonade or green tea, just making it with water. Yeah. Which is literally (laughs) what I ordered at Starbucks when we went last time. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Which is also perfect, because that means I'm not getting overloaded with caffeine today. Well, there you go. So, are you ready to try? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dink. Dink. Mm. Well, it leaked all over me. Yeah? Yep. Oh my God. It's not bad. I can drink s- this.
1: I gotta say, I like the Dunkin' Strawberry Refresher more than I do Starbucks. Hmm. It tastes so good. It's like, it's like juice. It tastes like... It gives me similar quality vibes as the mango guava juice from Aldi.
0: Ooh, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, this tastes kind of watery, given it's also been about forty-five minutes since I ordered it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm gonna add creamer to this now. All right, I'm
1: gonna just suck this down.
0: It tastes like it's definitely refreshing. There we go. Now it has color.
1: A Jolly Rancher. That's what it tastes like. Hmm.
0: Ooh. The addition of um, creamer makes it much more tolerable. <laughs> Good. I mean, it's not bad. It wasn't bad by itself. It was just kind of plain. And mm-hmm. it was definitely refreshing, but maybe not something I would order on the regular. Yeah. At least with some sweetener. I might. I might get this again sometime.
1: Although I probably would do it with lemonade just because I think I need a little bit of unsweet to balance it.
0: And that's it. That's all I have for Duncan. Cool. That was so much fun. Yeah. I I do have a quiz for you though. Yeah. So in this quiz, we are going to reveal where you should buy your coffee. All right. Do I need to open it? Um. No, you do not. Okay. This is all oh, wait. words only.
1: I do need to open it because of what we established
0: last time. Oh, right. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. I'm ready. I don't know why we didn't do this from the beginning. This, I this know. This makes sense. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> okay. So basically, we're going to be building a coffee. Yes. Okay. How do you like your coffee? Bitter, sweet, it varies, or black?
1: I prefer my coffee a little bit bitter.
0: Really? Mm -hmm.
1: Like the, when I think of like, ooh, I want a coffee. I want how I used to drink coffee where it was just coffee and heavy whipping cream. Mm -hmm. So it's just like creamy and like a little bit bitter and good, you know? Sweet, sometimes I can't even finish it. Okay. Unless it's iced coffee in the summertime.
0: For me, it varies because I like sweet coffee, But I only like sweet coffee when it's iced. And when it's hot, I like it a little bit more bitter. Hmm. That's fair. So I will go with it varies.
1: Okay. I have selected it varies.
0: Okay. What do you do after getting your coffee? Grab it and go. Sit down and chat with friends. Start working. Or take a photo of it. Then enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: If it's for the podcast, they take a photo of it. But in normal day-to-day life. Um, I usually, I think I start working more than anything Mm -hmm. because I don't usually go anywhere except for to my table to start working on something. Right. So I'm going to go with start working.
0: For me, I would say grab it and go because normally I make my coffee in the morning and then I go to work. Yeah, that's right. And it's gone by the time I get to work.
1: (laughs) Consume. (laughs)
0: Do you spend a lot of money on coffee? Yes, no, I always have money for coffee, or I make coffee at home. Um,
1: I'm going to say I always have money for coffee because I don't, I wouldn't say I spend a lot of money on coffee, but when I want coffee, I find a way to get it. Sure. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, for me, it's I make coffee at home. Yeah. I love making coffee at home.
1: I don't like my coffee at home. It's just not the same.
0: <laughs> yeah. Choose an item to go with your coffee. Donut, croissant, cake pop, or bagel?
1: Oh, give me that cake pop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love cake pops. I love me a bagel. That used to be my to-go, or my my go-to order. <laughs> to-go. <laughs> to go. That used to be my go-to order when I worked at Crocs. And I'd mm-hmm. have to come in on the morning shift. I would go to Dunkin' and I would get a hot coffee, and a bagel. Hmm.
1: I usually, when I go to Starbucks in the afternoon, if I'm getting like a decaf coffee, I either get a cake pop or the chocolate croissant thing to go with it because the chocolate and the coffee just go so well together. Mm -hmm. It's like an afternoon snack. Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. Where do you live? (laughs) On the East (laughs) Coast, on the West Coast, in the Midwest, or outside of America?
1: I am East Coast, baby.
0: I am also East Coast baby. No way! Oh my god! No way! Oh wow! <laughs> Where is your ideal vacation? New York City, a tropical beach, a trip around <laughs> Europe, or someplace local? Um,
1: I'm gonna go with a tropical beach because I just love going to the beach and reading and eating, and drinking fruity stuff, and mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I oh, that's tough. I'm going to go with a trip around Europe. Wow. (laughs) That's where I'm going. (laughs) Yep. Hey. Okay. All right. A diverse menu, including both a simple iced coffee and a cookie crumble frappuccino is exactly where you (laughs) need to go uh, in your go-to coffee shop. Plus, where else could you get a pumpkin spice latte every fall? Yours is Starbucks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I have to skip a couple sentences. You All like right. to drink your coffee on the go and maybe even grab a glazed donut for the road. Mm. There's always room in your budget for this coffee place. You're a loyal <laughs> Dunkin Coffee fan.
0: <laughs> That's so funny.
1: I love it. It's
0: perfect. That was really good. Uh-huh. Nice. Although on
1: the on the picture it's a zoomed in of the Dunkin' Coffee Cup, so it just says Dooney. Dooney? Dooney. Dooney? Dooney?
0: <laughs> It's just the exact Starbucks picture you would expect. Perfect. It's like the the pup cup size, a tall and a grande.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm gonna say and it's, just, do it's just focused. It looks like the same ones you get on airplanes.
1: <laughs> I can't believe we got opposites. That's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's all I have for this episode. And yeah. what is going to be next?
1: Okay. Okay. Hear me out. It's summer, right? Uh-huh. We are going to stick with summer vibe.
0: Uh-huh.
1: We are going to try to make our own pineapple tea.
0: Ooh!
1: I learned about this literally yesterday. Uh-huh. I'm going to do some more research. I learned several things about pineapples already, like how to open it without a knife.
0: Oh, is that where you can, like, pull the little pieces out? Uh-huh. It? Oh, uh-huh. I want to try that. So
1: we're going to we're gonna experiment. This is going to be, like, a month or two before we get to this, but...
0: Is now a good time to tell you that I'm probably allergic to pineapple?
1: Yeah, I am aware, but you don't have to drink it all. (laughs) I figured (laughs) half of this would be like the craftiness and Mike can finish it.
0: Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, pineapple makes my tongue really itchy. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Most of the things I make you're either allergic to or don't like, and I apologize for that.
0: That's okay. I'm just going to keep making you try boba. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We'll do that next to make up for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, so I'm excited.
0: Yay. Uh-huh. As always, we'd love to thank all of our listeners. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in and listening to us, especially our dedicated weekly listeners. Uh-huh. That's you, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Thanks for supporting us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, all of our uh, sources will be in the episode notes. This includes the research, research sources. Hmm. <laughs> the quiz uh and we'll give you uh, a short description of what our baristas uh ordered. Yep.
1: Um you can find our podcast at webrewgood.com because we have webrewgood.com now. Woo! It's so exciting. So it's set up. Go ahead and just type in webrewgood.com. There's no need I mean it takes you to Podbean, but you don't have to type Podbean, so <laughs> you know. Or if you're feeling spunky, you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Facebook page, um, everywhere else that you find podcasts. We're around. Yeah, Google us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Side note: I think uh, Facebook is getting rid of that again.
1: Oh, yeah. boo Facebook!
0: We'll see how long it lasts. I think they said something about it going away again.
1: This is Postscript, Allie and Julia popping in to tell you we are mistaken. Facebook is actually removing podcasts as of June 3rd, according to TheVerge.com on May the 3rd of 2022. So, um, you're welcome to go look at our Facebook page, but our podcast will not be there directly. Thank you, and back to our show.
0: Back to you, Allie. (laughs) (laughs) You can also find our social medias on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at WeBrewGood. Or you can send us an email with questions, comments, concerns, your favorite guinea pig story, you have it, Mm -hmm. at webrewgood at gmail.com.
1: Yes. And, oh, I know. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to write a petition to Duncan. Okay. And after they issue their line of Duncan treadmills... Mm-hmm. we are going to request that they issue a smaller cuter version in the shape of a wheel that is bright orange and pink and we will institute the america's guinea pigs run on duncan Absolutely. adjunct slogan
0: yes 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 oh it could be oh it could be the d it could be the d with a little guinea pig yeah in it. yeah see uh, they have to run in duncan
1: it's a donut
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just
1: make it a donut. You put, like, you know the plastic ones that it, uh-huh. like, has the back on it? So you just put sprinkles on the back so it looks like a donut?
0: Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duncan, pay us money. We You're got welcome.
1: you. You're welcome, Robert. <laughs> You're retired, but that's different. It's fine.
0: You're welcome, David Hoffman.
1: <laughs> You're welcome, Mr. Hoffman.
0: And as always, say beautiful.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted reading about Facebook. <laughs>